0: and welcome to episode 113 of geek Tower radio this week i have with me ross oh hello. hello we're here finally.
2: <laughs> how are you doing Very well thank you I've had, a, I've had a busy busy month how are you dave i'm doing well thank
0: you i've Great. i've had a uh, a busy week uh, sorting things out on and yeah. there's been lots of news around and stuff so it's been good good What have you been up to?
2: You know what? I was thinking about this when I was drafting because every every time I do this, I draft a list of what I've been. Yeah. And I must have... I think I I was off sick a couple of days this month, but I must have been bored at home or something because I've watched a lot of TV this month um, <laughs> so just some of the TV that you already talked about I know you talked, talked about this last week with, with Andrew uh, yeah. Silicon Valley I've been watching oh yeah yeah I watched the whole thing and including I think it's we're up to the second one maybe the third one's on tomorrow night or tonight when this goes out uh, yes um, I think so so yeah that's that's been really good really yeah. enjoy Silicon Valley very funny show had you not seen it at all up until I've that point I've never seen it before and now I've seen all, all uh, is it three seasons and we're on the fourth or two and we're on the third whatever yeah, yeah. yeah i've seen them all now yeah it's good uh, it's, it's very funny show that it's well worth watching i think from where it's like it's <laughs> it's like imagine the big bang theory was like good it's like <laughs> oh my god no yeah. no um but you, you know the big bang theory where they do a science joke and and if you understand you know if you know about science it's like ah i get that science joke yeah big web developers it's quite it, there's a lot of that where you go oh i know exactly what he's what yes. he's talking about ah. yeah but yeah I like um I like the whole sort of um I was going to say silicon valleyness but you know how um it's about you know tech companies and and yeah, that, that, yeah. the sort of toings and fro but also there's that, that side of um almost uh, not so much Game of Thrones, but maybe, maybe Mad Men,ny sort of business stuff that goes on, and there's people, yeah. you know, messing with each other and stuff. And that's, yeah. you know, it's good.
0: It's good. I I love the way way they sort of continuously fail upwards in that show. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, very <laughs> upwards. They do really well. <laughs> yeah, 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 they do. Despite everything,
2: they still manage to do well. It's it's great. It's really good fun. So. Yeah, great. Uh, towards the beginning of the month, I watched I uh, uh, watched Love on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that.
0: Oh, I've I've seen. Bits of it, I think it's coming up as a recommended for me, but I haven't watched it yet.
2: Very good. It, was, it wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be, but then it it like it touched nerves and I was like, oh, this is, this is good. This is like <laughs> like Flaked, I don't know if you've seen that, it's another great season uh, show. It's coming back, uh, they've got another season next month or this month. Uh, it's Flaked with really Will good Arnett too. one. Will Arnett one, yeah. he's, really, he's really good in that. Um yeah, yeah. Well, Bear Call Saul's back, mm. very much been enjoying that. Yeah, that's been really good. I didn't know how into it I'd get because I sort of drifted in and out last year, but I'm I'm really into it. Like, I'm excited for every episode. I don't know if this is just a good season or...
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually really enjoying this season. I, I think it's... I'm looking forward to them actually turning him into Salt, which apparently is coming yes. at some point this season so I'm, I'm looking forward to that
2: there's a lot of this isn't spoiler because it happened a lot last season but there's a lot more um sort of people from game of thrones there's a couple more and you kind of i find myself that uh, did i say game of thrones that <laughs> <laughs> yes you did <laughs> obviously i went breaking bad yes um, but there's there's a few times where i've just sat here thinking to myself wait why why does he feel like that about it and i'm sort of going through breaking bad in my mind as it goes on yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm thinking of giving Breaking Bad another watch it's been so long that I can't remember half of who, who likes who and who doesn't like who and why but uh, it's good that it goes into some of that backstory as well yeah I mean we
0: because I, I get the feeling that this season we may see how cause I, I don't think this happened in Breaking Bad how the guy ends up in the wheelchair with the
2: bell yes definitely Cause, yeah yeah cause yeah Because I, that, that's what I remember is from that that from Breaking Bad um, yeah. and the first time I remember him he was in was he in a, a trailer or a little house and they were stealing from him or something and yeah. uh and then I was, and I was like, oh that's that's that guy cuz there's the in this there's a, a, a one episode in particular I think it's like the second or third where they do a flashback right at the start um to some uh sort of uh mexican and uh you know the drug lords are meeting each other and i remember some particularly similar scenes in breaking bad where they started with that almost a cold open of here's some backstory by the way Mm. and then go to now And, and it was like that and i thought it was really good yeah
0: yeah. Now I've been really enjoying that, and uh, yeah, I, I'm betting, or I think this season you may see what happens to him and how he ends up in the wheelchair because I don't think that's ever been covered anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I suspect Gus I, has something to do with it.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say not to spoil it, but things seem to be going in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah what else uh i don't know if you've mentioned this actually um have you seen baskets on uh, fx or or Ah, foxes
0: no i've got it i've got it recorded and just haven't found time to watch it yet how is
2: it has already become one of my favorite comedies definitely of this year probably maybe ever it's really really good i'm really enjoying it so this is um Ah, uh, Zach Galifianakis is in it and wrote it with Louis C.K. Louis C.K. isn't in it, um, yeah. but it's really good. It's about a down-on-his-luck clown who got kicked out of clown school in France because he doesn't speak French, and uh, <laughs> it's really, it's quite, I guess, sad. But in a sort of, it's like quite bleak. Yeah, like he doesn't have much going for him, but it's really funny. In particular, um, there's an American comedian named Louis Armstrong, who's uh, who plays his mother. And it's really sort of, they don't, they don't like, it's not like camp or anything. It's just, he is his mother and he's, he's excellent. He
0: he won an Emmy for that, I believe.
2: Well, quite rightly, Dave. Yeah. He (laughs) he won an Emmy for that part. Really funny in that, in that uh, show. Mm. Uh, I think we're up to maybe third episodes this week or something, maybe fourth. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. Going really really enjoy that so you should give that a go if you uh, get yes, around
0: to it yes I, I will do I, I always intended to and they didn't get to it so yes I will do uh, I've just got a couple
2: of things we're at the bottom of the list Dave oh my god uh, I saw Guardians 2 last week I think it was last Wednesday maybe uh, oh, yes. I had to talk about it. you talked about it with, again you talked about it with Andrew last week um and I, I really liked it. People that people are in two minds, where either they think it's really good or they don't think it's like amazing. Mm. And I think it's, I think it's really good. As, as uh, I'm sure I've talked about, I didn't really get on with the first Guardians. So that thing where people are like, oh, is it? It's not really better than the first one. To me, it's miles better than the first one because really? you know, because I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. The the first time I, I watched the first Guardians, I found it quite hard to get along with. But then um, I've watched it since, and obviously now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the, this this movie was like straight away. I'm like, I'm in. This is yeah. good. This is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like all all sort of father-son plots across cinema and TV. I'm, I'm in instantly invested in for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. I uh, really liked it, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I, there was um uh, Bex, who occasionally does this show, and yes. uh, over on her uh, Bex Trista YouTube channel, if you go to that, she did a, a video of it where she describes it as being like you know a, a good movie and it's a fun movie but it's kind of a b-side
2: you know <laughs> but, yeah and uh, i watched that this morning and i thought uh it's, it's really good there's a really good deconstruction a lot of it i agree with yeah but i'm not sh- i'm not sure about the b movie thing
0: is <laughs> because um well i think she's she's not referring to it as a b movie more of a b side of a oh, record yeah yeah, yeah yeah
2: and and very often you find that where where b sides aren't aren't maybe as good as the But I, I, yeah, I just really really liked it. And I I thought that the thing in the first one was that you've got these guys and you're seeing, you're introducing to the dynamics and you're introducing to who they are and why they're around and why they're in, you know. And then in the second one, you've got, okay, we've got all that. And then they put it in a little bit of jeopardy or they, you know, split them up a bit and do different things. So, yeah, I like that. It was it was a little bit Empire Strikes Back in that way that they had the <laughs> they had the cast from the from the first one. And they were like, we've introduced these people who are like different and, you know, they're a team there. And then Compa- we're going to split them up and do different things.
0: Comparing Guardians of the Galaxy two to Empire Strikes Back <laughs> is going to get complaints. Uh, oh, this is a, a heavy, a heavy uh, axe to bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun. Um, I just, I don't think the plot was anywhere near as strong as the first one. But mm. you know, I, 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 I still would say go and watch it because it was yeah. hilarious. I mean, I laughed all the way through it. So it's it's not that I am sort of with Bex, it's not that it's a bad film. It's it's a perfectly enjoyable, fun film. Just there's about 45 minutes worth of, of plot in, in there uh, with a bunch of with a bunch of kind of funny
2: vignettes stuck around it. Um, well, one thing I didn't like, I'm not sure if Bex pointed this out or someone else pointed it out to me, was that in the first one, they locked them all up in like a high security prison. Yes. And then Rocket was like finding gadgets and trying to get him out, and he made a bomb or whatever. But in this one, they, this is maybe a tad spoiler, but they put him behind like a metal gate, and he screwed. Then he's got nothing going on. Then yeah, and yeah, that's like, a good point oh, actually. So why, why, why couldn't you just surely you could just pick that lock, your Rocket Raccoon?
0: Yeah, and and the the point about the um, that we were slightly overusing uh, the cuteness of. Maybe Groot. as I well. I definitely definitely
2: agree with that, hundred yeah. percent.
0: So I yeah, um, but yeah, that's Bex's review is really good of it. So yes, I think it's a really solid review of that. So uh, yeah, I I would go and listen to that. But um, yeah, so I mean, I I enjoyed Guardians. So I thought it was
2: good fun. Anything else on your list? Uh, no, that's it. I mean, I there, there was two two things. One, I went to Disneyland. That was really good. Oh Going cool. To this this might be like a late review, but everybody go to Disneyland is really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh
2: yeah, it was great. Um not much to say on that, but it was good. <laughs> well, and I, uh yeah. go on. I
0: shall be going to Disneyland, I think, towards the end of the year, but I will be going to Disneyland, California.
2: So Oh <laughs> uh, no, they've got the um is it Space Mountain going up? That's going up for the next couple of months in Paris. Oh yeah, this is Paris. Did I say that? Yeah, no, you didn't, but I rather assumed it was Paris, yes. yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're having uh, Space Mountains going up later in the year. so oh, cool. And there was a new Spider-Man Homecoming trailer yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, Dave. It's not on your list.
0: No, it isn't. No, I missed that one. I'll have to go and look for that.
2: It's, it's really... Good. I mean, the thing... One of the things I liked maybe this is why i like guardian so much is that i didn't really know the plot before i was in there i knew yeah. bits, but with this spider-man movie i could tell you every single thing that's gonna happen in that movie i can give you <laughs> a scene by scene of what's gonna happen in that movie yeah. and uh i mean it's spider-man so that's it's still gonna be great but um yeah yeah so now that, that that movie is the film you don't need to see it they do give a bit too much away sometimes in, in yeah. uh, trailers but oh well yeah
0: it's that's nice cool. it's good to see there is a new trailer just gone up, actually, literally in the last hour or so for Blade Runner 2049 as well. Oh. That's, that's just popped up, which is looking very dark and moody, as you'd sort of expect as it's a Blade mm. Runner movie. But a uh, lot more Ryan Gosling and a lot more Harrison Ford in it. So worth checking out if you've not seen that yet. For me, the the main show I've been working my way through is Grimm uh, again. Because I I started that last week, but I've been working my way through through Grim because I was way, way behind on it. So and and it's got to the point where there are certain days, like the weekend, there isn't that much stuff that I've been recording through, through the week. I'm managing to actually watch the stuff I record during the week, during the week now. <laughs> so I've been watching that and then weekends I've got cleared to kind of catch up on shows that I've had stacked in my skybox. Yeah. So uh I've been catching up on Grimm. I'm now up to date on that, which is quite good because I think it's the final episode next this week. So <laughs> oh, You're doing so, well there then. So yeah, caught, caught up on that. That's a fun series, but I think they've probably stretched it about as far as you can possibly take it <laughs> at this point. So it's, I think it's the right time to end it. Uh, Jamestown, which is the new Sky One show, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought that was quite good fun. That's basically about the setting up of a colony in the new world, setting sixteen something or other. Uh, so, set up in a, setting this new colony up in Virginia, or what oh, goes on to become to be Virginia and uh, the premise is that all the men got sent over first. And then 10 years later, the the boat with a group of women that have been, their passage has been paid for by their, by men in the colony and then they're basically coming over to be wives to those guys. Mm. And uh, in a lot of cases, they've had their passage paid to sort of come to the new world, but they've never met or don't know who, who the guys are. So so it's it's a bit of a kind of lottery is to (laughs) whether they've got like a decent bloke or, or not really. It's, a, it's an interesting premise for a TV show. It's it's quite heavily female-led, although yeah, there are male actors in it. It's got Jason yeah. Fleming in it, and it's from uh, Lockstock, and it's got Max Beasley in it as well, who seemingly doesn't make it to the end of the first episode, but then does. So, <laughs> sorry, spoilers. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think it's it's been really good fun. Sky need to cut down on its advertising a little bit because, and by that I mean ad breaks literally every 10 to 15 (laughs) minutes throughout the entire thing. And I mean, I was watching it on catch-up and that was starting to annoy me as well. (laughs) You know, uh, even just having to skip skip through on the catch-up stuff, which was, yeah. So, um, but yeah, good show, worth going to watch. I'll be interested to see how it it, uh, pans out. Lucifer back... Also this week as well, which I love that show. It's highly entertaining. The latest episode, he turns up with a wife in tow, apparently having <laughs> sort of disappeared and shut down the club and then kind of yeah. comes back and turns up with a wife in tow. So that that's quite good. Uh, Tom Ellis is amazing in that role. I'm, I'm very happy to see that come back. Also on uh, Amazon Prime, you've got American Gods, which first episode went out last week as well. Phenomenal series, absolutely brilliant Uh, there is one scene in particular that takes place uh which i won't go into detail describing because we're a family show uh (laughs) uh, but it, it it has the goddess bilquis in it who um he's having relations with a certain man (laughs) Uh, and that scene has got a certain amount of notoriety bearing in mind that when I saw this, we were at the premiere for it. The actress that played the role was there and straight after the scene, basically got cheers and a round of applause. (laughs) So so if you've seen that scene, you'll, you'll know what I mean by that. But yeah,
2: that's the first round of applause she's ever got for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes um it, it's it's quite an amazing it's an amazing feat of um uh, special <laughs> e- special effects work let's say okay. on
2: top of <laughs> i might watch this for that this, yeah this honest, honestly theory.
0: go if if you've got amazon prime go and watch american gods it, i mean it, uh, not with kids in the room but go and watch american <laughs> gods it's an amazing show absolutely brilliant marvel's defenders got its first trailer yes. as well arrives on netflix on the 18th of august have you seen the trailer for this uh yes it's exciting yeah <laughs> that it yes, it's yeah I,
2: I don't know there's not much to it's it's one of those things where i haven't seen um any of iron fist still i'm okay. sort of keep, keeping away from it um so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, and it's exciting. And there's, there's definitely going to be fighting, and that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, like the look of it. I, I, think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how those guys actually interact together. Yeah.
2: And they've got—is yeah. it Sticks doing the voiceover? yes that? Yeah, it, stick Sticks. I don't, back think, you, in I don't there. think you see him, but it definitely sounds like I think him. He did actually. I think did you? You, could, you oh, catch maybe. a
0: little clip of him, but yes. So Sticks back in there, pretty much. Every ancillary character on all the shows makes an appearance at some point. <laughs> so, uh, Doctor so, yes. lady, she's got to be in it. Yes. So, From uh, the Oh yeah, no, she's definitely Claire is definitely yeah. back in. Um, so she's definitely back that. Yeah. That's looking really good. She, she's like
2: their, uh, she's like, um, crap Nick Fury, isn't she?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she does kind of tie everything together because she's been in every single show, I think so far. So, <laughs> uh house of cards season five got a new trailer which was uh really good that's uh that came out with a great tagline one nation under wood as well yeah
2: i thought that was pretty funny
0: (laughs) yeah it's a great tagline for it so um yeah that's looking good that returns to netflix on the 30th of may i'm i'm well looking forward to that because it's just brilliant
2: also, we're getting um, new Kimmy Schmidt about that point as well. George Kimmy Schmidt, it's really good.
0: I have seen some of it, yes. Uh, it's, really I, I, it's another one I've got to go back and, and finish watching, but I did find that really funny. I really enjoyed it. Marvels and Humans, trailer dropped for that over the weekend, which really doesn't give, an awful, uh, give away <laughs> an awful lot, other than um, you and Rion basically stirring up trouble, as he tends to do in every role that <laughs> he's taken so far. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he plays the... Um, brother of Black Bolt who's played by Hell on Wheels Anderson Anderson Mount and he plays the younger brother of Black Bolt who's called Maximus who he's basically seems like he's after the crown. It's quite interesting seeing Ansem Mount without a beard or facial hair <laughs> as well. Ah, oh, that which is quite good. So, but the, I mean, the the photo that they've they've posted, barring the slightly odd wig that they've yes. um, they've put on, Serena Swan is the girl that's playing the uh, Medusa, the wife of Blackbolt, and she has a slightly odd wig on in the photo. But but apart from that, they seem to have stuck fairly faithfully to Mm. the costumes from the comic books, pretty much. Black Bolt wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah, I mean, Black Bolt's not wearing a mask. That would be the only thing. But I mean, the rest of the costumes look fairly kind of faithful to... So, you know, that, that looks like it could be Interesting. I want it's, to see them in action.
2: It's almost a shame that they're doing it this way because Inhumans leads into things like they had Inhumans versus X Men, and they had Miss Marvels and Inhuman now. It's you know, there's a lot more you could. Or maybe they'll do in a series. Or maybe it's or maybe not the X Men, but the other stuff they could do. And it's interesting to know if they stick to the core of that or if they go around to the sort of tertiary wider universe type things.
0: Yeah, I mean. It's coming to ABC in America, no UK pickup yet. Although it sounds like it's gonna stand alone, even though it is it could potentially cross over with Agency yeah. Shield. But it sounds like it's probably gonna be standalone because, you know, it's set on Atalan, so it's it's completely separate to all the kind mm. of Earth stuff. So I I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how they handle it and what comes of it and and all that sort of thing. But um yeah, the uh, it comes to ABC in the US in the autumn, but the first two episodes are being screened in IMAX cinemas as a sort of movie feature length thing <laughs> to promote it. That's going to be two weeks before it lands on ABC. So that's kind of going to be interesting, I think.
2: Do you think it will be extra long? Because sometimes when they do a pilot, they'll do it longer than, you know, a regular I, episode time.
0: I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's going to be, It may. they may make it up to two and a half hours and make basically yeah. make a movie out of it. So I don't know, we'll see. And the only other thing that I've been doing really this week is uh, Dishonored 2, finally, uh, the Uh. game i i've had it for a while and i was looking for something new to play we've put and, mass
2: effect down have we
0: yeah well mass effect's completed so i've done mass oh, effect man alive finished mass effect and uh i went on playing uh star wars the Old republic a little bit and i've been playing that a little bit but then i i was scrolling through my list of games that i haven't played yet mm. and uh, realized i got dishonored too that i i needed to go back and
2: finish and stuff i so, almost- Almost feel like that sort of fell by the wayside of the the big game releases.
0: Yeah, it wasn't sort of pushed as as big as some of the others. Um, mm. And it, I mean, the first game was really good. It I was going to like, say the first
2: game was a big deal.
0: Yeah. So and it, the the second seems to have gone slightly under the radar. But yeah, it's good. It's good. So that's everything we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some film and TV news. <laughs> She'll kick off the film and TV news this week with some renewals and cancellations. First up, Line of Duty, which just finished its fourth season on the BBC. Um, it's, a, it's a show that I haven't seen any episodes of, <laughs> and everybody tells me I need to go and catch up, and I think it's on Netflix. So I'm, that's another one that I may go watch at some mm. point. So Line of Duty's just finished its fourth season. It's been renewed up to its sixth season. But here's the bad news. It hmm. won't return until 2019. The reason being that Jeb Mercurio, who's the guy that is writing it, is working on another show for the BBC and basically can't do both at once. So he's not going to start, start shooting Series 5 until 2018. So it's possible you might get Series 5 towards the end of 2018, but it's oh, more yeah. likely going to be 2019, by the sounds of it.
2: It's like there's only one TV crew in the world,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm assuming he's going to write both. So... Sure you know he's tied up writing the this new show for the BBC which it doesn't actually specify but there is a show that he was working on for the BBC called Bodyguard so I'm assuming that's the one they're talking about mm. which is sounds quite interesting actually it's uh, about the Royal and Special Protection Branch of uh, London Met and those are the guys that are have the job of looking after like royalty and politicians and those sort of and diplomats and and those sort of people. So the team's led by a special prosecution officer, which is the bodyguard essentially of the title. And uh, he's described as a heroic but volatile Gulf War veteran, expected to lay down his life for the powerful, whether they deserve it or not. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I quite like the sound of this. It sounds like, like it could police be quite- house. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it could be quite good fun, that. Um well, not fun. It's probably gonna be dark <laughs> and grizzly, but it sounds like it could be really entertaining. Uh, so yeah, I I think that's gonna be one worth watching. But it's it's called Bodyguard and that's due out next year, I think, or it's either gonna be later this year or next year that. Marvel's Runaways, which is another Marvel series, also got picked up for a full season order, which we mentioned Runaways a few times on here, but it's actually confirmed that they are going from pilot to a full season now. It's written by The O.C. and Gossip Girls, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. It's based on comic books by Brian K. Vaughan, who wrote Buffy Season 8 and uh, Saga Saga is an incredible book. We were talking about that, like with uh, Mike a few weeks ago, and uh, it follows a group of teens who, despite their dislike for each other, have to band together to face a common enemy, which is their parents. They discover their group, the parents, are part of a group of supervillains called the Pride. So they start to learn more about their true heritage and find that some of them have abilities, and the others manage to swipe some magical items off their evil parents and set out to defeat them. Mm. So it sounds quite good fun that that That's, sounds
2: like a good uh, writing team for that sort of you, teen drama type action
0: yeah i mean it's it's coming to hulu so we don't know where it's going to land over here i suspect somebody will pick it up but i don't know who at the moment amazon has a habit of picking up <laughs> um some hulu stuff amazon there was a rumor today by the way that amazon might be picking up the handmaiden's tale a show which has been getting quite a lot of publicity because it's sort of set in a dystopian america uh so uh, Mm. that's that sounds like it may be coming to amazon but they haven't officially confirmed anything yet Thirteen Reasons Why has been renewed for a second season. as Ooh, well. Oh, you love
2: it, don't you, Dave! I bet you love it. But love yeah, Thirteen Reasons Why. Don't it, it, it was.
0: It was really good. Have you seen any episodes no, of Thirteen? No, Reasons No, no you no. go you see. No, 30, <laughs> Thirteen Reasons Why. It was. It was good. The last couple of episodes were really tough to watch.
2: Yeah. Um, so you said last week. Yeah. yeah they, I'm, they I'm, I'm interested. I, like, I want to. I, I want to get into because a lot of people are talking about it, but also I don't know. I don't wanna Sit through that. You know. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to be sad. Yeah,
0: you want. You want to be more kind of entertained. And, and yeah, it, yeah, I know what you mean. Yes. It, it, but I it's compelling. It's worth watching. Definitely oh, that's worth watching. Things. I don't
1: know
0: that. <laughs> uh, but yes. So I I thought the first series was excellent. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see where they take the second series. There were a few plot things that were left yeah. slightly loose, so they could pull on those for the new season. Although they have said that Hannah, the, who was the girl that commits suicide in the first one is still going to be part of the story moving forward as well
2: classic marvel she's not really dead mate
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> they're, gonna I, the
2: old, they're gonna pull a marvel on it <laughs> the
0: old room. i don't think she's going to be coming back to life i think that's quite unlikely but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, obviously it's based on a uh, on a book which is is quite famous particularly in yes. America. So it's based on a book and the, that was a one-off. So there aren't any other books for them to work on moving forward. So mm. um it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it as a TV show. And uh one cancellation Emerald City will not be coming back for a second season. That has been cancelled, which was the sort of updated modern take on mm. uh The Wizard of Oz. Which I think failed to connect with audiences on both sides of the Atlantic. So, uh, unfortunately, yes, that's not going to be coming back. On to other things, HBO are working on four possible spin-offs for Game of Thrones. That's apparently. a lot of
2: possible spin-offs.
0: What they've done is they've taken four writers and thrown George R. R. Martin at them and said, "Here you are, <laughs> make a show." So. uh, it's uh, Jane Goldman, who is the writer of X Men: First Class and Kickass and the Kingsman movies.
2: No, that uh, is that's a good writer, right? There. Yeah,
0: I mean, she's an amazing writer and uh, wife of Jonathan Ross as well. Uh, ah, yeah. who knew? Yeah, I mean, Jonathan I did. Ross might have had a clue, yeah, and I did. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, she's a she's a fantastic writer. Works in Matthew Vaughn quite a lot as well. So yeah, that uh, I think she's superb. So I think she's a great pick for this because it's totally in her ballpark, this sort of stuff. Max Bornstein, who's the writer of the most recent Godzilla film and Kong Skull Island and the Minority Report TV series. So interesting pick for that. Brian Hellengard, who wrote Man on Fire and L.A. Confidential and A Night's Tale and the uh, 2010 version of Robin Hood. So I think he's quite an interesting pick as well. And Carly Ray, who's not written all that much in terms of creating her own stuff, but she's written a number of episodes of Mad Men. She wrote a number of episodes of The Bastard Executioner. Uh, she was, a, and she was also apparently writing some episodes on Westworld season two as well. That's pretty so, good.
2: Got some, d- uh, got some heavyweights and some young blood. That's yeah, good. Yeah.
0: De- definitely a strong up and coming writer. She, by the sound of it. Uh, um, so yeah there's a, there's an interesting mix of people in there. They've I mean at the moment we don't know any more than they've said we are creating four potential spin-offs. We don't know what time period they're going to be set in, we don't know what history they're mm. going to use. All we know is that HBO have sort of liked the idea of doing a prequel, which sort of makes sense I'd yeah. say because you you're not going to want to necessarily carry on with the characters that you've already got because then you're just basically making more game of (laughs) friends if you're doing that and they're not going to do that. So, I mean, you've got a lot of history to pick from. There's the rise and fall of uh, Ares Targaryen, who was the mad King. Yeah. So you've got all that that you can work with. You could go back further in the Targaryen dynasty. You've got, the whole of the Dothraki culture that we've kind of dipped in and out of, but you could do quite a lot more building that and create quite an interesting show, which is purely based around the Dothraki. Although if they're going to do that, I hope they make it in English (laughs) (laughs) because reading the entire thing in Dothraki is going to be very difficult. Um, It'd be like like Narcos. Yeah, yeah, it would be like no goes, uh, you know. So I, I think hopefully if they did that, they would convert it into English. Yeah. Um, you could also have a show that focuses rather more on uh the Valerian Freehold stuff in an Essos, because a lot of the stuff really is set around Westeros. Yeah. And we sort of you know, apart from the uh, Daenerys stuff in Essos, you know, most of it's set on Westeros. So it would be interesting to see some of the historical stuff about the sort of Valerian side of things and and see where where that goes so it's not as if they're short of of material to pick from really Mm. you know there's there's quite a lot you could do with it the only thing we do know moving forward is that uh dan weiss and david benitoff who are the people that are in control of game of thrones at the moment aren't going to come back and be showrunners for the new show they'll go off and do other things but they are sticking around as exec producers so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure whoever they pick, it will be in very good hands. Yeah, it takes- definitely. It's HBO after all. <laughs> it's very rare they put a foot wrong. So, From the makers of Silicon Valley, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very rare that they actually kind of screw something up. So you know, um, I'd be very happy with whatever ever yeah. kind of comes out of it. And then seventeenth of July for Game of Thrones season seven.
2: Yeah, they've gone on net TV. It's all over. They've had a they've had a huge. Uh, they've got loads of document uh, like little documentaries and bits about it, and they've got all seven uh, six seasons on there. Yeah, yeah. Lo- loads of it on their TV.
0: Yes, yes, loads of it on their TV. They'll all be on Sky Catch-Up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to go and have a look through at some of the documentary stuff because they, they've done some great documentaries. They did one which was a day in the life of, of Game of Thrones, which they put out before season six last year. If that's kicking around on there, it's well worth mm. a watch because it it really shows you just the huge scale of <laughs> that show. Yeah. I thought about watching them all
2: again, but I don't know if I don't know if I can commit <laughs> to that.
0: Yeah, I know there's so much other stuff for me to watch. I'd love to do that, but there's so much other stuff I need to watch <laughs> that I'm not sure I can kind of commit to doing that. Uh, so moving on, Sky to Netflix—they've just picked up. A new show from um, Simon Barry, who's the guy that wrote. Did you ever see Continuum? I did not. Continuum was a really good show. It was on sci fi over here, but uh, Netflix have picked up Ghost Wars, which is from Continuum's Simon Barry. Stars Vincent D'Anafrio and Kim Coates, who you might not know the name, but if you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy, you'll recognize him. It's uh, actually been commissioned by Sci Fi US but uh, Netflix are running it internationally. It's set in a remote Alaskan town, which has been overrun by paranormal forces. The series follows a local outcast called Roman Mercer, played by Avan Yonga. Uh, Yonga? Yonga? Joga. Joga. Joga, he's... Jogia. Anyway, uh, he was in. He was in Tut and Victorious, and Twisted. So the series follows this local outcast called Roman, who must overcome the town's prejudice and his own personal demons if he's to harness his repressed psychic power and save everyone from the mass haunting that threatens to destroy them all. So, um, Big yeah. States. Ghost Wars, interesting. It's got um, Justin Lerman from Motive and Killing, and uh, he's also going to pop up in Netflix's other show called Carbon, and uh, Meatloaf. As well, he's also in it. <laughs> Amazing!
2: So, uh, I like that you felt the need. Uh, I don't know if this is a bit inside baseball, but we have a sheet of things we're going to talk about, and I like that you felt the need to list other things Meatloaf has been in. <laughs> like, like I'm not. Oh, Meatloaf was he the one in? Yeah, he's the rock star one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. No.
0: No. It's that other Meatloaf. Yeah. 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 Yes. No. Well, yeah. I was trying to. I I I do it because it's copied off the website. So you know, some of the bits are covered off the website. So uh, yeah, and uh, yes, meatloaf from Fight Club and Rocky Horror, and he popped up in an episode of Elementary recently
2: as well. And from being meatloaf.
0: (laughs) Yes, and from being meatloaf, (laughs) who would do anything for love, but not that. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Sounds kind of interesting. Ghost Wars. Could be quite good fun. Yeah. It says, Ghost Wars is not a, just a contemporary homage to classic psychological horror comative Barry. It's also an opportunity to tell stories about human politics and how we shape our beliefs and lives based on individual perspectives and biases. Science, humanism, religion, and the paranormal all get a seat at the table. So, um, yeah, it could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but coming to Netflix some point later in the year, we don't know exactly when yet. And uh, finally, Danny DeVito and Jess Goldblum are apparently teaming up for a new comedy series on Amazon, which I, I think just the pair of those together yeah, with anything was, sounds amazing. I was going to say,
2: I'm in. Don't don't read the rest. I'm in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the basic premise for it, it's created by Tim Long, who was a writer on The Simpsons. It's uh, based around Matt Downey, who's played by Jeff Goldblum, and Arlo Finkelman, who's played by DeVito, as they're an Aging, iconic musical duo who are forced to reform the band despite their absolute contempt for each other. As the talented but strong-willed pair attempt to reconcile, they turn to the people who've somehow managed to love these two incandescent idiots: their wives, their ex-wives, their children, <laughs> their managers, friends and lovers, all of whom turn out to be as brilliant, infuriating, and frustratively lovable as Matanala themselves. The idea of those two playing kind of aging rock stars. Yeah. Like like an angry blues brothers. Yes. I'm totally sold on that. (laughs) It sounds brilliant. Jeff Goldblum's amazing and everything, and so is Danny DeVito. So, mm. um, and he's not like Danny's any stranger to TV comedy. I mean, he from Taxi to like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's yeah. been doing a lot of that stuff. Jeff Goldblum actually had a regular role on a show called Portlandia, which i never saw. But uh, and he's been sticking to his movie work recently. He pops up in Thor Ragnarok. On yes. that's all Ragnarok trailer looks really funny. Um, really good. Yeah. yeah that, that it does could be, could. This could
2: be the big one.
0: Yeah, I, I think this could be really, really funny. Um, so yes, it looks good. I'm looking forward to that. We don't know any more about it. Don't know whether it's got like a straight-to-series order or whether it's going to go on the Amazon pilot program, or whether they're just gonna kind of do it or, or what. So we'll we'll see what comes of it. But uh one to keep an eye out for. I don't think he's got a name yet, either, that show. But uh, yes, so comedy series with Danny DeVito and Jess Goldblum. Um, So that's all the news for this week. Next up, we have an interview. (laughs) This week's interview is with our old friend Phil Eisler, who is back for his fifth time to update you yeah. on his latest project. Been on more than I am, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. For those of you that haven't heard the other four times he was on the show, <laughs> Phil is uh, started out as a songwriter and guitar player with uh, Robbie Williams and various other bands before moving into composing for TV and film. He's the man behind the music for Empire, the brilliant, brilliant Unreal, if you've not seen that show, and Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, so he was on Revenge and various other shows as well. He recently completed working on the soundtrack for the movie Chips and the movie To the Bone, which was the directorial debut of the Buffy Angel writer and Unreal creator Marty Noxon, who's an incredibly talented woman, star of Keanu Reeves and Lily Collins. He's also working on The Titan, which stars Sam Worthington and Orange is the new Black's Taylor Schilling, and the new Melissa McCarthy movie, which is called Life of the Party. So so here's the interview with Phil. It's about 20 minutes long. We'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on TV. Hello, hi Dave. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. Good. good yes yes it's the fifth time i think we've spoken now so yeah it's been pretty much one a year i think i think we did two in the first year so maybe it's been four years but please don't tell me it's been going on that long but yes (laughs) how are you mate i'm i'm doing okay so how are things with you how's life in la it's all right you know it's um uh, life in la is good I think
3: life in my bunker is the same as in most other bunkers, <laughs> uh, whatever town you're in, but it's uh it's good. If I had another, another kid, uh, I had a, another little girl. Oh, congratulations. So, thank you. So, so, um, you know it's it's busy and it's crazy but it's it's great
0: yeah you've got how many shows are you running at the moment is four something like that plus the um, films
3: <laughs> i luckily they don't always overlap there's there's sort of uh you know bits and pieces happening here and they they, they run at different times but um yeah some, something like that
0: and a new baby to deal with i <laughs> <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah so um, the the latest the latest film you've well that's recently been released is the Chips movie, which I think we briefly touched on last time. But, I probably uh, just signed on to do
3: it when I like, spoke to you. Yeah, you I,
0: I think you probably had. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, how how's that gone? Were you a fan of the original show? So I mean, yes and no. I, I don't think it was one I particularly watched
3: as you know that much when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I was. I watched the 18 more than I probably watched chips, but I did watch chips. I mean you got to remember, I grew up in England. Yeah, so well, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, and I didn't move to the to to England until the 80s. Um, uh, okay, so it, chips was largely over by the time I grew up.
0: I de- because I, I definitely remember seeing it, so it was on at right. some point. Yeah, I'm so. sure it was on, but by the
3: time I got to England, it was it yeah. was 18, Airwolf and and uh, what else what was the one with the Bike, uh, uh, hawk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do I remember
0: that? What you know? a great, a R- great show R- that R- was. R- and Night Rider and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, how how's the uh, music gone on on the Chips movie? I, I've never had so much fun on a movie because it was um, it was all about you
3: know it was a very live score. So there was a band and there was an orchestra. Right. And my whole thing was to not that this is something I would ever do, but I think Dax's biggest concern was. Having anything that sounded like "quote unquote" studio rock, right. which is sort of a pet peeve of mine too. I think that's one of the things we sort of bonded over. You know, just something that sounded phony and yeah, you know, it It's just, there's not really any question of me doing that because it's not where I'm from. Yeah, um, I'm not an orchestral composer who's trying to figure out what distortion pedal is. <laughs> uh, so that part was fun, and and you know, I deliberately got together a band full of very opinionated, strong personalities you know, who would bring their own thing to it. And, and, um, you know, some amazing, amazing musicians on there. Um, Aaron Sterling, who's one of my favorite drummers in LA, who's played with John Mayer and lots of stuff for, um, Don was Zach Ray, who, um, who is in death cab for cutie, um, right. amazing keyboard player and a bunch of other people. Um, Alex Acuna, who is one of the most incredible Latin percussionists of our time. The guys a genius. Right. Um, and, uh, I think he's played with everybody from Santana to God knows who. Um, he's nearly in his 70s. I think he might even be in his 70s or late 60s. Uh, unbelievable. And and so we sort of took all the themes that I wrote and played them out. And and a lot of that you'll hear on the soundtracks coming out. I put a lot of the suites on, you know, where I was originally working out the themes before we actually locked a uh, picture. Yeah. That's really fun because there's, there's some stuff where we just went sort of a weird Latin drum and bass God knows what sort of mishmash of stuff yeah. and trying to trying to find something slightly new in amongst the the comedy stuff that you're sort of ex, that, that people expect to hear a little bit. And, you know, not completely throwing away the uh, the I think there's some of the funk ideas from the, you know, from the TV series, but yeah. way and way sort of you know way less 80s 70s and 80s
0: right yeah yeah i was gonna say did you look back much on the sort of music that was around at the original yeah when it was originally really,
3: often the, the main thing was the theme you know yeah we sort of knew that everybody would want to hear the theme when they walked into the theater and, and in the end we decided to open the movie with it because it's just so much fun to yeah. like yeah you- hear motorbikes rev in and, the, and this big uh, Chips fanfare at the beginning. So everyone who's a Chips fan can go in and go, yes! <laughs> and then a little sort of remix of it at the end and a, and a couple of places throughout the, the movie. But other than that, it was about doing something new and writing all new themes and, you know, and not, not trying to rehash the original. I think that's been, that was done. There's so many good composers on that original show you had. You know, John Parker wrote the theme, then you had Alan Silvestri, you had Mike Post, you had, there was like 10 composers on it or something <laughs> crazy. Right. Um, That's so, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to um, go back and try and mess up their work for them. They did a great job already.
0: Sure, sure. How involved was Dax in the process, given that he's writer, director and star of the film? (laughs) Was he kind of getting involved in the music as well? Movie directed and catered by Dax Shepard.
3: He was actually very involved, which was another fun thing for me, because I don't particularly like to just sit there and, you know, ignore the director. That's, I, I've never understood that. I, I'm yeah. very much sort of into collaborating very closely with filmmakers wherever they're open to it. And um, Dax is just a big music fan and just wanted to be here and would come in. And it was just nothing but good vibes when he would come back and listen to cues. And he was at all the recording sessions, just sort of, it was like being at a gig, really. It was, it was great fun.
0: <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So you've, you've done that. The, you've also got the Titan as well which um, I think you probably just signed on for as well last time we spoke. Uh, Yeah. Is that your first sci-fi movie? that one um is it or isn't it well i guess i've done a sort of a, a horror thing before that was
3: a bit. yeah th- i think this is my first straight up sci-fi but the thing is that you couldn't really call this straight up sci-fi either again it's, it's part horror movie it's part thriller it's part sci-fi but it's it's very much a, a love story actually right okay yeah that's what i think makes it a little bit unique yeah that's great fun uh, yeah even though i'd signed on to it a while ago uh, that hasn't really got going yet um right i'm so yeah i've just been writing a bit on that and uh uh, on the other complete other side of that i'm doing melissa mccarthy's next movie so it's sort of a yeah you know, sci-fi thing on the one side and then extreme comedy on the other so it's you know it, it's uh, the one thing i'm very grateful for in my career is no one's managed to pigeonhole me yet and i try very <laughs> hard not to do the same thing over and over again because i get bored you know so that that's that's kind of nice
0: yeah yeah that's good the other little movie which which slotted in there as well uh, To The Bone um, oh yeah which is uh, was Marty Noxon's directorial (laughs) debut Um, I actually know a little bit about this because I spoke to the line producer for it a few weeks ago that was uh, when it was (laughs) when it was out at South by South was it South by Southwest or was it... Uh, um, they might have gone to South by, but we opened at Sundance. Sundance, yes. It was when it was at Sundance, I think. Mm-hmm. That's quite an interesting like, little project. How did you get involved with that?
3: I've worked with Marty before on... Um, she was one of the creators of Unreal, which is oh, a course. show that i do, And yeah. Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, which is a show that I've been scoring. And she is just insanely fierce and talented and and creative and um you know when i heard that she was directing a movie it was sort of a no-brainer really I, I would work on anything she does i think she's amazing yeah um, and the movie i think is amazing i think it's i think it's great um it's lily collins and keanu reeves I mean, there's lots of really talented actors in it, but without wanting to single anybody out too much, I think Lily Collins is astounding in the film. I think she's unbelievable. Um, Put in such an amazing performance. So it was really inspiring to work on.
0: Yeah, um, dealing with anorexia, which is something I think Marty's talked about um personally as as well uh, so uh, a fascinating little movie how how did you approach the music for it
3: well i mean first of all as a side note to that what one of the things that was a, a weird coincidence a bit of serendipity whatever you want to call it was that my father is actually an eating disorders specialist he, he um really? he actually got an obe for for um oh wow. being one of the founders of one of the methods that, that uh, one of the treatment methods that, that gets talked about in the film. So when we were first talking about the movie, I told Tom Hyde that she nearly fell off her chair because <laughs> it's it, such a weird coincidence. Yeah. So I guess we had something to talk about on that front and and we approached it very much from the character end of things. Yeah. I think this, you know, this is um, uh, Lady Collins's character is, but without giving too much about the too much away about the film. It's about the um, the choice she's making to to live or die, really, through the through the movie. So it's it's a it's a heavy thing. Yeah, yeah. To approach and obviously a subject that's very real to a lot of people. Yeah. So you know you try and do it respectfully, but at the same time, Marty's got a wicked sense of humor, and she's even though this is very much a drama, mm-hmm. um, the character has this kind of great gallows sense of humor. So I think even though the music. There's there's no comedy music in there, but it it certainly um just sort of inspired me a little bit. Her, her characters just sort of sharp and lots of barbs and spikes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I'm I'm a huge fan of Marty because uh, ever since the Buffy days, which is yeah you know, sure. where she started on on those shows, it's interesting with Unreal. I think when we spoke about Unreal last time, I I don't mm-hmm. think I'd seen any of it. Uh, right. But it's now come on to Amazon over here. It airs on Amazon over here, oh, nice. which it, it wasn't, I don't think, when we spoke last time. Uh, so I thought, I, and I, I was in two minds about it, because you could have think, well, it's a, it's a show about a, uh, a, you know, those big American TV oh, show. beauty pageant things. Do I want to watch that? Right absolutely astounding piece of work yeah but. it's it's it's
3: another thing i mean i just i, I guess i'd gravitate towards dark yeah. material i think marty does too and you know that that's that's why that's a fun watch really
0: yeah yeah i mean i, I love the fact that it's it's based around quite a lot of things that have actually happened on those shows as well
3: oh yeah <laughs> you yeah know. and i'm far worse in reality but uh yeah,
0: yeah yeah people ask me what it's like i describe it as being basically a group of vain, very self-centered people being evil to a bunch of even Psycho- more vain,
3: self-centered people. S- vain psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, with When it comes to the music for that, are, mm-hmm. you, are you writing music for the show, but are you writing music for the show within the show as well? Well, there is a bit of that,
3: yeah. Um, honestly, I, I had to consult an expert, to be honest, because <laughs> one of my biggest problems was getting the reality show music cheesy enough. I kind of couldn't get it right <laughs> at first. I'd send all these drafts, and and they would go, That is way too sophisticated for anything you'd hear. And it's like, it's not corny enough. It's not, it's just not cheesy enough. You got to try (laughs) harder. At the same time, every note I played was making me want to be slightly ill. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, eventually I consulted a, a friend who actually who's worked on a few of those shows and, and got some help on that end of things. Yeah. But um, uh, the 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 music that's this, I guess the underscore, you know, it's interesting because of of all the things I've done, that's one where you can't underscore emotion too directly. Usually, it's the yeah. sort of thing if you if you do that, it suddenly turns into a soap opera and you ruined it. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually I think the more emotional the characters are, the more detached the music becomes. It's it's a really it's a weird show to score that way, but that's sort of what's ended up working.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Empire, of course, is still on as well, which is is a great show. I you know it's it's just fun and uh... Empire's
3: endlessly fun, man. And and it's you know and it's a big grand orchestral score, and we use live orchestra every week, and it's you know it doesn't get any more fun than that. <laughs> It's fun. Now we're on season three. It's it sort of feels like a very well oiled machine. We all know what we want out of the show and how to make it work and yeah. it's it's good.
0: Has, so has that got easier as the more seasons have gone along? I think most things do. Yeah. You know, most
3: things I mean, I think most shows, if if it's not smooth running by season two, season three, something's definitely wrong. Right. If you want everybody to be able to concentrate on story and character and and story arc by the that time and not be worrying about, you know, why does it sound the way it sounds? Yeah. If that's happening by sort of season two, season three, then something somewhere is, it's not right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, do you, do you ever get involved on the uh, sort of other side of, of the music? Cause you're doing a lot of the score. Are you, are you involved on the, song side as well at all not so much but
3: funnily enough on melissa's movie on on the melissa mccarthy movie um which her husband ben is directing oh right uh, there's been some talk of trying to incorporate those two together but but generally i mean i i you know i came up as a songwriter but it's it's not something i've been involved with as much lately but it's something that that i'm sort of uh, do keep threatening to, <laughs> to actually i suppose in in unreal there were definitely elements of school that was, you know, more of a song based kind of thing, right? Yeah, so kind of creep back into my life, which is yeah, you know, which is no bad thing. I mean, I I love that, and I grew up with it. So
0: yeah, well, yeah, yes, from your days on stage with Mister Williams, uh, <laughs> another uh, life, yes, another life. You mentioned the uh, Melissa McCarthy movie. How far along are you with that? We're sort of at the the stage of uh, written all the themes for
3: it and um, and doing doing the score. There's there's not tons and tons of score in it. I think Ben's Ben's a, a really smart director that way that he doesn't overuse music. I, th- I think that's Something I would say about Marty too—that they sort of don't just wallpaper things with music for the sake of it. Some movies want that; these kind of don't. There's also lots of songs in there.
0: Yeah, so some somewhere in the middle. Somewhere (laughs) about. And what shows have you got running right now?
3: Well, it sort of comes and goes. Empire's been on a hiatus for a little while. That's coming back soon. Yeah. Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce just came back and is sort of going on another hiatus because it's split into I think three final seasons. Unreal will come back in a little while, and then I'm. try and keep track of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always so busy so you know which is always good in your industry so I mean I love what I do so I've got no problem with it yeah yeah no you're always better to uh, having to turn things away if you you need to
3: absolutely
0: yeah So a uh, few final questions, because I, I know you're always really busy, so I don't want to keep you too long. Sure. So we'll go with the, the last two standard questions that we always ask people. What TV shows are you to, managing to watch at the moment? None. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I No, I mean, that's that's
3: almost entirely true, because I, I haven't had tons of, tons of spare time. What have I been watching? I've, I loved both seasons of Narcos. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I recently watched... There's a show called Six about the Navy Seals uh, on the History Channel. Oh, yeah. Barry Sloan is in it who's who's an actor from uh, Revenge from the Revenge Days, great oh, yeah. actor from Liverpool. Yeah. Um, what else have I been watching I mean, sometimes it's sort of incidental it's more like me collapsing in bed at 4 in the morning and <laughs> telly I, I haven't had my shine to commit to a TV show to be honest I would say Narcos is the last thing Peaky Blinders I loved it lost me a little bit at some point but I'm really sort of it's something I want to catch up on because I know that they've got I know they're going all... I think that the, the series is going to go all the way up to the Second World War or something. That's what I'd heard anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, quite possibly.
3: <laughs> Who said that's coming on? And I know they just cast somebody really, really great. Uh, uh, Adrian Brody. Was oh, saying. that's right, Adrian Brody. I'm very curious to see what that's going to be like. So that that could be fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much, pretty much all I've had time for. Taboo is probably... Uh, if you're a fan of Peaky Blinders, Taboo is the other thing to keep an eye out for because that's Stephen Knight I haven't seen that yet that seems like um, our our hero
3: in full lunatic mode
0: <laughs> yes yes
3: that's, Which, uh... I, know he's, I know he's keen on that he was brilliant in Revenant and and uh, I, I thought Revenant was a, an amazing film yeah so yeah so when I saw the I saw the trailer for Taboo I was like oh okay <laughs> good
0: uh yeah yeah it's a good show so worth watching and uh finally if you had the opportunity to work on any show past present or future other than the millions you're already on which show would it be man i you know i'm crap at these kind of questions because it's it's not like
3: okay look if you know star wars comes along let's (laughs) do it i don't know a star wars tv show is probably a horrible idea um or is there one already there there, probably is there is
0: there's uh, uh, there's car there's a Star Wars cartoon which is actually really good. I, I, uh, the, yes,
3: I, my daughter's seen it, but other than that, it's
0: very good. Um, first of all, I'd be
3: crap at pitching you a TV show to come up with an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a comedy about a ro- a lonely robot that travels across. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I I'm not very good at that kind of stuff. But um, whenever there's a good character driven drama, yeah, that's just that that's me all the way in right away. That's the the kind of thing I'd probably end up watching yeah uh, something like I, I love i love the way they sort of treat the period and peaky blinders yeah um, and i like that they're eclectic and weird with the music i would love the idea of scoring something like that as underscore as opposed to with a rock band you know to sort of i mean i love what they do yeah. on the show I do have this thing about, um, I've been a history nut for years. Yeah. And I've been fascinated with World War II ever since I was a little kid. So something from that era would be amazing to, to write for. That'd be cool. Or the Cold War. I a, a fancy fancy a nice uh, nice <laughs> Russian spy drama.
0: But then who doesn't these days? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... Oh. <laughs> you're surviving <laughs> though for <to> that subject <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I imagine this will make the interview go for another half an hour at least if we get on of- <laughs> yeah or half a week yes yeah no but you're you're surviving in in trump's america so <laughs> comes to something i think i think everybody's surviving but uh, okay i'm gonna shut up i'm not gonna get on that subject that's gonna, that's <laughs> very it does come to something where la seems like one of the more saner areas of the usa <laughs> no it's very well put actually um when we're
3: starting to look like the uh the bastion of sanity then something is seriously up
0: Yes, definitely. All right. I shall let you get back to uh, your millions of projects. Um, It's nice to talk to you, mate. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Um, I'm sure we'll talk to you again in another Uh, 12 months, I would think so. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. all right, have uh, oh, have easy. a good day. Cheers. Bye. bye. So that was the interview with Phil. Hope you enjoyed that. For those of you looking to catch up on Phil's work, you can find Unreal on Amazon Prime and Lifetime. You can find Empire on E4. And the Chips movie will be coming to digital download and disc in June. To the Bone will be on Netflix at some point later in the year. We don't know exactly when yet. Now for highlights next week on TV. Bye, 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 bye. So only four shows we've got coming up next week. It's a slow week for new things okay. going on to TV. We've got
2: enough time for you to catch up with everything. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, very much so. It's a good time to start catching up with things. So uh, Rosewood is coming on to Alibi for its second season, uh, second and possibly last season because I don't think that's doing particularly well at the moment. But yeah. Alibi on the ninth of May at nine pm. It was quite a. Good, like little comedy drama, sort of. I mean, fairly standard, by the book thing, but it was perfectly watchable. <laughs> I love Dick. <laughs>
2: Soundbite.
0: <laughs> you know, Kevin Bacon was uh, was on Graham Norton promoting this show last Friday, and uh, he he actually said one of the reasons that he took the show was he just knew that it meant that all the journalists were going to have to be talking about <laughs> the fact that, that I love Dick. he's so childish but i love him for the fact that that was one of that was a factor in whether he did the show or not i think that's brilliant um, so uh, I Love Dick, season one, coming to Amazon Prime on the 12th of May. Stars Kevin Bacon as Dick, who taunts the imaginations of Chris and Sylvia as is upends their preconceptions about love and monogamy. It's a sort of kind of relationship drama thing or relationship comedy thing. It's one of those that's kind of quite hard to, to get a grasp on, I think, without yeah. seeing it. Maybe a poor choice of words, but anyway. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say
2: featuring plenty of dick.
0: (laughs) Moving on. Um, Master of None, season two, arrives on Netflix on the 12th of May as well. You've seen this, haven't you? You, Yes. yes. I
2: still a year on, and I'm not sure if I liked it. I I watched it. I definitely watched it. And it was on, and it got to the end, and there were some laughs along the way. But I'm not sure if I thought it was good or not. I think I did.
0: Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you I mean watch? I I haven't yet I Think I keep on going to watch it, and then kind of other things distract me. But it's another one that's on my list of things that I probably should watch. The second season starts after traveling abroad. Dev returns to New York to take on challenges in his personal, family life, a new career opportunity, and and a complex developing relationship with
2: someone very meaningful to him. So uh, I tell you what was weird about that series is his parents in real life play his parents on the show, (laughs) and it's really, really, really really jarring because obviously they're not actors and right. they're not you know they're not trained actors or comedians um and it's really jarring to watch them because you're like you could have just not done this there's no there's no yeah, joke yeah. that we're all laughing at going haha they're just like us and that's hilarious there's no like that's not what it is it's just that they happen to be his parents and it's like oh well you could have got anybody to do this and it would have scanned yeah. better i feel
0: yeah yeah. But yeah, it was good. there's a, some laughs
2: in there. Definitely some laughs in
0: there. Okay, yeah. I, I <laughs> can't judge because I've not seen it, but interesting. Okay. And uh, Dara O'Brien is back on his global takeover of, of TV and uh, he's back with the second season of Go 8-Bit, which comes to Dave on the 15th of May at 10pm. Uh, did you see any of the first season of this? No, I didn't. I, I watched the whole lot. It's, if you're l- sort of like your gaming particularly some nostalgic gaming as well well worth watching because it's funny it's entertaining they have some interesting celeb guests on it's very geeky and it's basically two teams playing video games against each other but they they don't they're not just picking kind of modern games they're picking games through history and games that they guests like and that sort of stuff so uh but it's great and entertaining really good fun it's now got a companion show called go 8 bit dlc as well which is going on Amazing. straight afterwards which is going to have more video game stuff on it yeah i bet they
2: just someone thought of that and thought we could do this and they're like "Oh, what, what, what are we going to do in the program doesn't really matter. We need the title. Look at that title. It's yeah. there waiting for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds good. There was one other little show which popped up which is an advanced thing actually, which we've generally stopped doing on the podcast, but this looked quite good, so I just wanted to throw it in there. Sci-Fi UK have just picked up a show called Midnight Texas, which is based on the latest book trilogy by True Blood's Charlene Harris. It's Essentially set in a small town where nothing's quite what it seems. Your neighbours can be vampires, witches, werewolves, or even an angel. And the town needs to band together like a somewhat dysfunctional family to fend hmm. off outsiders such as biker gangs and overzealous police. Uh, It sounds really intriguing and there's a a little trailer for it up on the website as well. It doesn't start to air in the US until July and uh, Sci-Fi UK are going to be running it just after its US broadcast as well. It's 10 hour long episodes for the first season. So it could be one to watch out for. Interesting, But it looks quite good.
2: So anything else from you? Uh, Yeah, there was one thing actually. Um, I got an email this week from Now TV giving me a free Now TV box. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's a refurb that they've done so they've had one that someone sent back cuz it doesn't work or whatever refurbished it and sent it out so make sure you check your email check your junk and I, I don't know if this is a thing that they're doing or if I'm special but uh, <laughs> I thought I thought I'd let you let you know just in case this was a, a you know a big thing that they were doing
0: okay that's but interesting yeah, I
2: haven't I haven't had it yet so I have no idea if it'll work or not but it, <laughs> I mean it's free so but yeah the main reasons are it's free and playstation 4 doesn't have a, an itv app so that's why i'm that's why this is happening
0: ah okay <laughs> oh cool well that's it that's that's interesting so yeah uh, yeah that's that will be uh one to keep an eye out on your emails for not that not that like the now tv boxes are particularly expensive anyway but uh, no
2: but i mean but, for free
0: but yeah no worth it for free <laughs> worth it for free and then just kind of pay for the months that you want to use it and turn yeah. it off for the months you don't so yeah. <laughs> good for game of thrones just in time for game of thrones
2: <laughs> just in time for game of thrones maybe that's what it is i don't know i don't
0: know yeah maybe maybe it is i'm sure that this is the time they'll push it because i know a lot of people will go onto their tv yeah for, for the months where game of thrones is on so right well that's everything for this week If you want to find more information about all the latest TV air dates and TV news and trailers and all that sort of stuff, (laughs) come to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week to see all the latest info. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown and on Instagram at geektownuk. That's everything. We shall see you next week.
1: Week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Hi, guys. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win,